Uh, All right, ready? I don't know. Do you have headphones in? Yeah. Yeah, always when I'm talking to you. Well, I don't know how to take that one. Just in case. (laughs) It's probably a wise decision. Just in case you say anything so professional that my kids just aren't ready to hear it. (laughs) We're back. Two best of friends. I will drive down there to beat you. We were very cool in high school. Who think they know football. I just went on a really long tangent there about Brett Favre. I have to pay more attention to the Lions this year. Bring you unprecedented access to the NFL world. OurLions.com. Pro fancy football. Pro football reference. ESPN. Because here, it's real football by real fans. We are diehard football fans that just want to talk football. The 2M Football Show starts now. Hello, everybody. Mike here from 2M. And Matt on the line as well, as you just heard. Welcome in. Matt, uh, good evening to you. Uh, Good morning, afternoon, whenever else that you might be listening to this. We are back for another episode. It's the 2M Football Podcast. Very special show today. It is. I am excited. I hope you're excited, Matt, because I've been working hard on this. And uh, not to bury the lead, I'm going to be singing on today's episode. (laughs) Yes. My dignity still remains intact. I never had it. I have way less shame than you do. I was going to say, yeah, I don't know about your dignity being intact, but it's not going to get any uh, lower in today's show. At least not because of uh, you losing a bet anyway. <laughs> yeah, there's well, other things we can't talk about. But that's right, fine. yeah, yeah, which we'll get to. May, or what not. do we got going on this week, this show? This All episode. right, today, yeah, we're going to save that fun bit for the very end. We're going to start with our week four recap. Woo! And uh, now that we're a little bit less than a quarter of the way through the season, you know, with the extra game, we're still going to bring back our contender or pretender segment where we will very quickly – it's fun. Yeah. Very quickly go through every single team, say whether we think they're a legitimate playoff contender. Uh, after that, we'll preview every week five matchup. And uh, then we'll the get Mike's into... Watchability index. That's right. Thank you. Thanks for the plug there. You got it. And, I got you. On today's edition of the Fantasy Corner, yeah, very special. My team let me down once again. Uh, most importantly, against Matt this week, where we had a very ill-advised bet on my part (laughs) our first karaoke bet of the show and as a result of my tragic loss i will be singing uh barbie girl or the first 45 seconds i have been so excited (laughs) once again shout out to alex for the suggestion uh hopefully we'll sprinkle brother hopefully we'll sprinkle in more of these throughout the throughout the season if they're Um, karaoke bets i feel way more comfortable they are way less time consuming Yes, although I did spend a good 15 minutes practicing earlier today, I will say. Wow, that's 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 a lot of commitment there. I would I would have just been like, all right, A to Z lyrics to this thing, let's go. Two quick things before we get into all that, though. What? Happy birthday, Dad! If you're listening, oh, quick shout, shout out. out. And on a, I, I was in a, a less. Uh, uh, less jovial, if you will, mood when I wrote this point, but uh, this other one. But Matt, why do we why do we let fantasy football give 
influence our lives so much. Or maybe it's just me. But I want to quote uh, Boromir from Lord of the Rings, if you'll indulge me. Why do we suffer so much fear and doubt over so small a thing as fantasy football? Of course, in the movie, he's talking about the one ring. But for me... <laughs> yeah, thanks for that it, clarification. It really does... Uh, it just changes my day. You know, it doesn't matter what else happens because on a given I think Sunday. <laughs> at the heart, we're naturally competitors. So anytime we can make something a competition, especially amongst your friends, we rank it as a right. higher privilege. This week, there were games that it's like, I didn't give a crap if the team lost, like the Titans. But Derrick Henry did great. So it's like, well, sure, the Titans didn't win. But hey, I still won, so who cares? It's this weird outlook. It's and, more and from on the perspective flip, of sports. On the flip side of that, as we've said many times on the show, we're both Packer fans. Of course, I want the Packers to win, but I was livid watching Aaron Rodgers run in the touchdown, and I was actively rooting against him. I'm like, come on, Steelers defense, do something. <laughs> oh, they're not doing crap this year. The number one ranked defense going into here is like middle of the pack at best. Yeah, never a good bet to uh, bet against Aaron Rodgers, as I was, given he's on your fantasy team. But uh, yeah, I was in a certain kind of mood Sunday evening when I saw that the, my team had lost to yours. And, I, think uh, you, uh, <laughs> I think you've officially revoked my invite for next Sunday. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Like I said, I'm in a better mood now. <laughs> but I was like, oh, look at this guy. You think, you think we're still going to hang out after what you just did to me? <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> anyway that's it <laughs> let's do it let's talk about football real football starting with the week four recap and uh we're gonna not spend too much time here but there were a ton of upsets like every week a bunch of three teams got their first win of the season the colts Woo! the giants and the jets yep congrats and, i think uh, the jets was the surprise most surprising uh, yeah, Jets and Giants. I think you're right. Jets most surprising. And fun fact, since the Jets and Giants both won in overtime, that's the first time that's ever happened on the same day. <laughs> both New York teams winning a game in overtime. Well, all three teams technically won, but the Bills are just, I don't know, 40 points per game. They're on a roll. <laughs> right. Over the Texans. I don't think I even included that one in the notes. Probably not. Um, it didn't matter. But probably the biggest upset of the day was the Cardinals, at least in my opinion, going into L.A., beating the Rams 37-20, to 20, not even close. The Rams were three-and-a-half-point favorites, so expected to be a relatively close game, I guess, by, by Vegas. It, that's closer than I would have thought. But, of course, the Cardinals just blew that out of the water, winning by 17 points themselves on the road. Super impressive. Uh, really on both sides of the ball, I think. Kyler Murray just looks unstoppable. I think he uh, is now the the favorite, the current favorite for league MVP through the air on the ground. It looks great. Uh, Chase Edmonds and James Connor also on the ground. Yeah. Edmonds uh, finally good. found some utilization on the field. I was really upset as an Edmonds owner that uh, Connor took both of them from the one yard in, but yeah, he had over 120 rushing yards. You know what? You don't get to complain about fantasy today. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, <laughs> but hey, yes, the, only, that is true. I only scored the second most points. There's still there's still room for improvement. That's true. Someone in our league put up 200. Shout out to, uh, to Jeremy, I believe. <laughs> yeah, that was insane. That's because they had the Bills defense that put up 21 points. <laughs> yeah, that helps. That helps. But uh, yeah, Edmonds averaged 10 yards a carry. 
and uh is that good just that's uh, i would say that's pretty good it's especially especially against this rams defense i'm really surprised uh they're able to do this and then the cardinals defense impressed too they forced a couple they forced a pair of turnovers uh, a matt stafford interception and uh they stripped sony michelle and uh, recovered so impressive win all the way around they held cooper cup in check uh first team to do that and right. yeah, I got a big win, and the Cardinals are now the only undefeated team in the league, sitting at four. Shout out to the Cardinals for such a bounce back from last year. Yeah, I guess uh, what you said at the beginning of last year was correct. That I was a year early <laughs> picking them to make the playoffs. They're looking really good right now. Uh, yeah, so Giants beat the Saints really quickly in overtime. The Saints, by the numbers, this was the biggest upset because the Saints were seven point favorites at home. It was their first game back at the Superdome with fans in almost two years. So you'd think they'd be fired up, right? Against the previously winless Giants. Maybe. Maybe, but no, they were they were terrible on, on both sides of the ball. Uh, Daniel Jones, despite the fact that two starting receivers were injured for him, he threw for over 400 yards in this game. Damn! Against, keep in mind, this is the same... Saints team that held Aaron Rodgers to 133 yards and just three points less than a month ago. And they get absolutely torched by Daniel Jones. The Saints have been so up and down. Maybe Daniel Jones is better than Aaron Rodgers. That's where I was going with that. Thank you for taking it across the finish line. Yes, Daniel Jones is better than Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) Wait, what's that noise? What's that noise? Is that our cars on fire outside right now? And, uh, yeah, so Giants get the win. They're first. Good for them. Let's see. And then, yeah, the other New York team, the Jets, beat the Titans in a kind of a crazy game here. The Titans were down their top two receivers in Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. So you knew it was just going to be the Derrick Henry show, and it was. He he had uh, 35 touches, which was about 40% of the Titans' offensive plays either were handed off to him or (laughs) thrown to Derrick Henry. And, you know, he produced. He's good. He's great. He's a great player. But the He's Titans defense, pretty darn good. Yeah. Uh, but the Titans' defense is obviously still a big problem. Last year we talked about how bad the secondary was. It's still pretty bad. <laughs> that said, they still had a chance in overtime to tie this game. The Jets had the ball first, kicked a go-ahead field goal. Uh, but then the Titans missed the potential game-tying field goal. So they fall to 2-2. Two and two. Zach Wilson gets his first win in the NFL. And uh, Robert Sala gets his first win as a head coach. So good for these Congratulations, brother. Yep. Uh, And then the other upset, or actually there's a few more. Colts beat the Dolphins. Nothing to say about this one. Revenge game for Brissett failed. (laughs) Colts, uh, yeah, surprisingly got their first win. So they're just one and three, but they're only one game back in in that division. And then the next two were uh, upsets technically as well. And they were both my playoff sleeper teams getting upset. So we'll just transition into that. Ooh, segue. Uh, <laughs> 49ers and Broncos, my playoff sleepers this year, they both lost their starting quarterbacks to injury in these, this week. The uh, So let's start with the Broncos, I guess. They were at home to the Ravens. Started out as a defensive battle, which you might expect given the quality of these two defenses. Uh, there were six punts in a row between the two teams to open the game. Uh, 
and the Broncos actually scored first. They got in a position on a just insane run by the rookie uh, Javante Williams. Had a nice spin move in there. He carried a def- I think he carried Marlon Humphrey on his back for the last like 10 yards. It was just wild. And then uh, on the next player, a couple plays later, Bridgewater connected with Noah Fant, the tight end, to go up seven zip. And But that would actually be their only score of the game, unfortunately. Spoiler alert. And uh, the, the run defense was pretty good for Denver. They held up the whole game. And they actually sacked Lamar Jackson three times. But ultimately, he was able to beat them through the air with over 300 passing yards. Uh, highlighted by a huge play to Hollywood Brown, who got behind the defense, made a diving catch in the end zone. And I just have to note here, out of my own bitterness, all of a sudden he knows how to catch a football again now that he's playing against See, me on your what team. What you don't know is I called him up and I was like, yo, bro, Hollywood, my man. <laughs> yeah. Do me a solid just this week catch. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But uh, then right around halftime, yeah, Teddy Bridgewater took a big hit, suffered a concussion, and then Drew Locke came in to finish the game uh, in, the, in the entire second half, which, you know – he was their starter all of last year. He's not terrible, but didn't seem ready necessarily for this game. Their second half drives went like this. Punt, 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 interception. And that was uh, that. Was that. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Ravens tacked I on mean, a few more scores. Just to put a note on this one, it makes you wonder. I know they always say that, you know, backups get second team reps. And they always say, well, we're ready if something happens. Were they truly ready to lose Bridgewater and have to go back to Locke? This tells me, no, they weren't. Right. And back in uh, preseason when Locke was getting, when they were splitting first-team reps, some of the guys that he was playing with at that point are gone now due to injury. You know, Jerry Judy, not there anymore, or at least for, you know, for the time being. Uh, who who else? KJ Hamler towards ACL. So, you know, it's maybe different guys than he was even thrown to then in practice. So I, I think it's impossible for a backup to truly be ready to come in mid-game. And uh, as a result, the Broncos suffered their first loss. They're 3-1 and one now. Still tied for the division lead there in the West. But this was also their first legitimate competition they played against and uh, it didn't go very well. So... Uh, we'll see what happens with them next week. Bridgewater will have to pass through the league's concussion protocol if he's going to play in week five. And that is up in the air at the moment. So we will see. Pivoting over to the 49ers, who were also at home to the Seattle Seahawks. This, uh, the actually, the injuries for the 49ers have just been like kind of a running joke for a few years now, it seems. And before this game even started, they lost their all-pro kicker, Robbie Gold, he injured himself in pregame. Oh, Robbie Gold became Robbie Bronze. <laughs> sure, I'll, I'll allow it. And uh, they actually, I think they had the punter attempt a few kicks during the game that he uh, missed. Well, a, a field goals at least. I guess he made one or two extra. I think he made one extra point. <laughs> but he missed the field goal that was attempted. That's So that's kind of a weird thing that you can't really prepare for in the game. If he had gotten hurt earlier in the week, of course, they could have signed somebody, but injured right before the game. Not much you can do about that. You can't fly someone in for 10 minutes. Right. right. At the beginning of this game, the uh, 49ers defense was incredible. They forced, uh, they forced five straight three and outs of uh, Russell against Russell Wilson and the Seahawks offense to start the game. And on, on their own offense, 
San Francisco scored a touchdown actually on their opening drive. So they got out to a quick seven, nothing lead. The defense was playing great and uh, they actually held up all the way until uh, just before halftime was the Seahawks first, first down of the game. Uh, but they strung a few big plays together to get into the end zone and it was tied seven, seven at halftime. And I didn't see the play exactly where Garoppolo got hurt. It was a calf injury that I guess he tried to play through, but after halftime, he was unable to. So we got to get our first extended look at Trey Lance. Do we label him injury prone yet? I mean. Him and Carson Wentz, injury prone. You heard it here first on the 2M football podcast. I think three out of the four years. Is this his fourth year in San Francisco now? I, I don't know, but. Yeah, I think he's been injured most of the years that he's been there, so at least for some stretch of the season. So I think that's fair. <laughs> but yeah, we got to see Trey Lance, the exciting rookie. They traded so much to get up to number three overall, I think it was, in the draft uh, to grab him. And it was, you know, it was up and down, <laughs> like we just said about Locke. I don't think any backup, even a veteran, can really be prepared for what it means to come in and take the starting role in the middle of a game. And he looked rough, especially early on. He missed, I think, his first several passes in a row. Uh, ultimately, he he hit on a few big plays, including a 76-yard touchdown pass to a wide-open Debo Samuel. He ended up completing 50% of his passes, which isn't great, 9 out of 18. Uh, but he did throw for two touchdowns, both to Samuel, and uh, he also flashed his uh, rushing ability, too, with 41 41 yards on the ground. But the defense couldn't couldn't hold up anymore in the second half. And then uh, ultimately Seattle won 28-21. And uh, both teams are 2-2 two and two after this game. And with the 49ers, it's kind of a similar story to uh, the, the Broncos, actually. They, they won the first two games pretty easily against subpar competition, and they've lost the last two now to the Packers and Seahawks, the first two you know, a different level of, of competition, let's say. And they've lost both those games. So uh, only we'll see slightly, what... though. Only slightly. <laughs> right. And they've been, you know, close games. This one wasn't that close. I think there was a kind of garbage timey score that made it look closer. Uh, but all eyes will be on Jimmy Garoppolo's calf <laughs> this week as we see if he's going to be healthy enough to play. Otherwise, it's going to be Trey Lance getting his first start yeah, that against. Muscly calf. Right. <laughs> against. The undefeated Arizona Cardinals, so could be a rough going for them either way moving forward. Oh, they got this. They got how this about, loss. It's fine. How about your sleeper? Spoiler alert: We went zero and four this year, this week. How did your teams do? Um, one shocked, not so shocked about one. I don't understand at all. Uh, so Falcons hosted the Washington Football Team. And in an amazing display, uh, the offense firing on all cylinders, specifically Cordell Patterson, the leading receiver, three touchdowns. I don't understand where the hell he decided to become a wide receiver from. Um, But he worked for Matt Ryan, that connection with Matt Ryan in the Atlanta offense. But again, the Falcons defense comes up short, letting Washington score at the end. They take the 34-30 win. Um, You know, I, I... they need to they need to shore up the corners, and they need to get some help on on the backers on this defense because the Falcons are putting points on the boards and they're just losing defensively. 
Um, I felt like the Falcons had this. Washington struggled both defensively. 30 points up isn't bad. Um, but their offense to me, I mean, they had, what, Terry McLaurin was Washington's lead receiver with, what, two touchdowns, I think? Yeah. And, like, 116 yards or something. Like, Washington has one receiver on offense. Right. And that was even after losing uh, Logan Thomas, the tight end to injury. So it, it really was pretty much just McLaurin. And they couldn't shut down the number one receiver. So that, to me, sparks major problems in the secondary for this Atlanta team. On the flip side, the Raiders versus the Chargers, um, which was funny because I don't know, Mike, if you had seen any of the pregame. By the way, I still don't understand how an indoor game gets, gets lightning delayed, but it did. Right. Yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> Apparently something with the power fluctuating is what I heard a couple of the people talking about. Hmm. but whatever but um apparently when the chargers went on the field they were booed in their own stadium i didn't hear it but i did pick up notice that the uh the hosts were talking about how the chargers had to win over their own home crowd uh which i thought was kind of funny weird yeah that is funny um and then the game actually started and mike what the hell did you watch? Because <laughs> it was so I frustrating. Watched, um, I watched the most frustrating two quarters of football I think maybe I've ever seen. The Raiders' best play of the first half was Hunter Renfro making a tackle on that fake punt that the Chargers attempted. <laughs> that was the best thing that happened to the Raiders in the first half. I don't know what the offensive game plan was. I was it surprised. Like they, their yeah. their goal was to ram the ball down the throat with that cover three defense or cover two defense, because they were in a a nickel formation. So they were like, "Fine, you're going to cover receivers. We'll run the football. Great." But it wasn't working. And That's I what did, I and yeah. You, and you made the comment too of like, "There's committing to the run, and then there's just literally playing the same play over and over and over again." Right, and I I. I do understand why they thought that would work. I think the Chargers on the season have been a little bit leaky in the run defense, but I don't know, for whatever reason, not in this game. They would, And, yeah, Jacobs back healthy, but uh, he was only averaging like two yards a carry, and it was just like every sequence they would run it on first and second down, get to like, you know, third, third and eight, two, third and third seven. And, sometimes, yeah, sometimes even third and two, and they would run it again. And I don't know, it's just frustrating. Either they would set up Carr for a third and long that, you know, Joey Bosa just they were pinned, pinned his ears back. constantly <laughs> passing on third down regardless of situation. I don't know. And to me, that's what sank the Raiders because we've made the joke to some extent it's been true. They've been a very scrappy team. They've been yeah. – behind in every game they played this year but this is where I think that plan really bit them in the rear they were down right. uh, 14-0 going into the half I think it was 21 Offense, actually or 21 correct I'm sorry in the third quarter they answered 14 unanswered points All right. so ultimately the Raiders lost to the Chargers on Monday night final score of 28 to 14 and it was it was their first loss of the season so now I put it all on the play calling. Yeah, it, it was weird early on, and I think they got into too deep of a hole, obviously, and couldn't recover. 
And now there's a three-way tie at the top of that division for at three and one for first place in the West and the Chiefs still all alone in last place in that division, which is obviously not indicative of, you know, anything. It's just funny. Yeah, I don't think anybody was predicting that. Nope, and I don't think anyone predicts it'll stay that way for long. Uh, all right, let's quickly highlight a couple other games from week four. Uh, one of the most highly anticipated Buccaneers at Patriots and Tom Brady's return to Foxborough. Uh, it was actually a much more competitive game than I was expecting. Uh, partially, well, so the Buccaneers didn't have Rob Gronkowski, who apparently had suffered multiple broken ribs and a punctured lung the previous week. So he was unavailable. You know, it was a rainy night. This was on uh, this was Sunday night game last week. Rainy night there up in uh-huh. at, in Foxborough, and it was a turned into a defensive slugfest. The Buccaneers, um, for their part, as they do, they shut down the running game. Running game of New England. They had eight total rushing attempts. Did the Patriots for a total of negative one yard. However, they were able to move the ball through the air like most teams have been able to do against the Buccaneers this season. That's been their one weakness, really, has been the secondary. And Mac Jones played really well for New England. He completed 31 out of 40 passes, a pair of touchdowns. And yeah, overall, especially against a normally a normal normally uh, pretty stout Bucks defense. Right, and I think there was a stretch in there where he completed 18 passes in a row or something. So he played really well. And uh, for the Bucks offense, it wasn't the prettiest night from Tom Brady. He completed just barely over 50% of his passes, about 270 yards and uh, no touchdowns, no turnovers. Uh, however, during this game, he did uh, surpass Drew Brees as the new all-time passing yards leader. So shout out. Um, but the Buccaneers offense still moved the ball mostly through the ground game. Leonard Fournette had their only touchdown and other than that, it was a bunch of field goals. And it really it came down to the wire here. Uh, the Patriots had the ball last, or very late in the fourth quarter. Uh, at that point, they were down uh, just one. Hold on. No, it was, it was this score, right? It was 1917. Patriots had the ball. Uh-huh. And uh, I wanted to get your opinion on this coaching decision, this play-calling decision. So it was 4-3. Patriots had the ball at the Buccaneers 37 yard line with just under a minute on the clock from there. It would have been, it was a 56 yard field goal attempt. And, you know, keep in mind the conditions, it was rainy, uh, not the best weather. And uh, obviously that's what they did. That was the decision that was made. They went for the field goal. Uh, It hit the upright. It had the distance, but it hit the upright and was no good. And that was the final score. The reason I have an issue with it is because even if they had made it, there was still, like I said, a minute on the clock. That's a lot of time for Tom Brady to do what he does best. Well, especially because there's such a little point difference. They just kick a field goal, and then it would have been an exactly a yeah. score. So to me, of course, it's easy to say this with hindsight, knowing that they made they missed the kick. But Mac Jones was playing so well, especially the short passing game. All they needed was three yards. To me, it would have made more sense to maybe go for it on that fourth and three at least get a little bit closer uh, so you can try the field goal a few plays later and run the clock the rest of the way down so there's no chance for a rebuttal. Right. Are you with me on that? 
I'd say so. I mean, I tend to be a little bit more conservative occasionally, especially in a two-minute offense. Mm-hmm. But given Mac Jones, they were able to move the ball against the Bucks' defense, then yes. Right, like if this um, has been a fourth and seven. I think this seven. is one of those – I still think it's one of those calls that when you go for it and you make it, you look like a genius. But when you go for it and fail, you look like an idiot. I feel like that's a no-win <laughs> from a fan base to the coaching perspective. But, yes, I concur. I would have went for it on fourth and short in an attempt to take that W, basically make it all or nothing. (laughs) Right. What a great show. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And with the win for uh, the Buccaneers, Tom Brady has now beaten every NFL team. And just like that Instagram post you sent me today, he joins, I think it was Drew Brees, Brett Favre, and one other quarterback, I forget who now. Peyton be, Manning. Peyton Manning, okay. To be the only quarterbacks that have beaten all 32 teams in the NFL. A couple others, we'll skip over. Chiefs destroyed the Eagles as expected. The Bears beat the Lions comfortably. At, in this game, uh, heading into it, the Bears quarterback was a game-time decision, and I saw a lot of people – making the joke on social media that you could say the same about head coach Matt Nagy's employment status. That made me uh, I also want to make a note that it has been ruled that Justin Fields for the foreseeable future will be yep. Chicago starter. Yep. I did. I saw the same. That's uh, I think that's exciting news for bears fans. Uh, yeah. And fields played, you know, he played well enough in this game. They leaned on the running game. Uh, with David Montgomery, which is going to be more difficult to do in the coming weeks, given that Montgomery uh, sprained his knee and will be out for the next month or so. Uh, however, yes, it's going to be Justin, the Justin Fields show from this point forward. Nagy did a complete 180 from uh, what he's been saying this entire time, as recently as yesterday on the radio, Tuesday. <laughs> but yeah, now it's uh, he's handing over the keys to Fields, and uh, you know I'm I'm excited about it. In the same division, the Packers beat the Steelers. No biggie there. No, and not really. This might have seemed like a big game, but it was not. The only other game that I think makes any sense was the Panthers and Cowboys. Like, And now that the Panthers just acquired Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, the Panthers. This defense gets even scarier. <laughs> right, they were playing great. Uh, they lost uh, J.C. Horn, their first-round pick, who was playing great uh, to a – I don't know if it's season ending or not, but it's a long-term injury for him a couple weeks ago, and they've been just bringing in every cornerback they could since then. They traded for your guy, C.J. Henderson from Jacksonville. and uh, But much more impactful now is this move. They're bringing in uh, veteran Stephon Gilmore from New England, who was surprisingly cut this week. So, but in this game against the Cowboys, it ended up being close, but I think the Cowboys were – leading the entire way final score was 36 to 28 and uh trevon diggs for yeah the, he's uh, in his second year showed a lot of promise as a rookie he has an interception now in every game this season all four and he had two in uh, one of the games i think so five total already in just four games on the season which is wild i think this the the cowboy defense has taken a massive 180 from where it was last year and i would almost argue it's become a staple of the team yeah it's it's really impressive they also got five sacks in this game and you know they ended up giving up 28 points to carolina i think a decent chunk of that was garbage time they won this game comfortably and the defense played a big part and yes. this, it, weirdly, it was the defense and the running game 
Uh, Dak threw four touchdowns, but not too much, not too heavy on the yardage here. They really just dominated on the ground. And uh, yeah, Panthers suffer their first defeat, fall to three and one. Uh, Bengals beat the Jaguars on Thursday night. First game of the week. We don't have to talk about anything here. Jaguars are 0-4 and look like an absolute train wreck. Bengals were my eliminator pick, and I'm back to my trend from last year of just barely hanging on there because the Jaguars did take a 14-0 lead into halftime here, uh, but the Bengals brought it back. All right, so that's week four. So now we're about a quarter of the way through the regular season, Matt. Let's go through every single team really quickly in the segment we call Contender or Pretender, and uh, we'll give our our thoughts very quickly. So starting in the AFC, I've ranked the teams based on their record, best to worst. Okay. There are no more undefeated teams in the AFC. So a bunch of teams at the top tied at three and one. Let's start with the bills. Oh, they're a contender for sure. Obviously averaging 40 points per game. I mean, this offense with Josh Allen is stellar. Yeah. After a tough week one against Pittsburgh uh, there, they got right back to uh, what they did great last year and yeah i think the defense looks even better so bills are firmly a contender this next one right off the bat is a little tricky to me the Bengals, three and one they beat the steelers the vikings and now the jaguars and you know steelers i can't would have... give them entirely too much credit i mean the offense under joe burrow looks way different yes. i have to give them a lot of credit there i think the defense is a little bit tougher than we give them credit for but Pittsburgh is in a downward spiral. Right. Minnesota, Kirk Cousins is off to a hot step, but that Minnesota defense has given up a lot of yardage. And they beat Jacksonville. Come on now. I'm going to say, I want to say a late, late contender, potentially a wild card, but that's about it. I'm going to say pretender for now. We'll revisit this in four more weeks, and uh, I'm happy to be proven wrong because it would be exciting. But for now, I need to see them beat some more legitimate teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ravens are three and one. I'm going to say they are a contender. I I think they rely way too much. I'm going to say they're a pretender. They rely way too much on Hollywood Brown. They have no running game at the moment, and it's all on Lamar Jackson. And the defense, defense is stout on the corners, but not on the line, so – I think it's only a matter of time before the Ravens get their rears handed to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. They're tough, too. I mean, they did beat the Chiefs, and very impressive. Uh, but, yeah, they did lean on Lamar and his making some magic in that game. The Chiefs are 2-2 two and two for crying out loud, something we didn't expect. Right. So we'll, we'll get to them in just a second. All right, so you say pretender, I say contender. All right, how about the Browns? Also three. I, I think the Browns are legitimate. I do too. They, the defense looks massively. I picked them improved. to win the division. That's right. You did. That's looking good so far. Uh, well balanced, complete team on both sides of the ball. Yeah, their their offense is running exactly the way they want to through the running backs primarily, and the defense looks much improved. So, I agree. They are they are playoff contenders. Uh, okay, Raiders are three and one. Oh boy. I'll go first. I'm going to say they're pretenders because, I mean, this, maybe this is too much recency bias because they look so terrible on Monday night, but it's it's the same kind of deal. I don't, I don't know. I just want to see more stability and consistency. 
I don't know if I trust the defense at all. I don't know. I mean, there's one a... word I've used to describe the Raiders, and that's scrappy. But yeah, I put all is. of Monday night what happened on the first half play call because it just did not make sense. So if as long as they don't do something stupid, and that was the first time all season they've done something like that where they committed to the point of stupidity. They're running in against a brick wall thinking one of these times it's got to work. So I think they're a contender, but if they play call another game like that, I may have to change it. Broncos are three and one as well in this division. And this is a tricky one for me because they, they beat three bad teams and they lost to the first semi good team they faced, which was Baltimore. But Bridgewater also went down and, with a concussion. Right. Yep. I, I have, think and they've suffered hit. a lot of injuries on offense. Uh, you know, half their receiving core is gone at the moment. I have to, and it's I'm biased here too because they're my sleeper team. I have to call them. I mean, they've. Uh, I'm going to say contender. I guess. I don't know if I believe it in my heart though. <laughs> I would love to say they're contender, but it all hinges on Bridgewater's coming back and that receiving core getting healthy. So for now, they're a pretender, but I wouldn't be surprised if this changed halfway through. Yep, and that's why we'll check back in in a few more weeks. Chargers are 3-1. and one. They are firmly contenders for me. They look really good on both sides of the ball. I'm impressed. Yes, concurred. Chiefs are 2-2, two and two, but I'm not worried. They're contenders. Yep. Titans are confusing. I feel like they're the exact same team they were last year with like, obviously you've got Derrick Henry, you've got a pretty potent offense when healthy. They're another team. They don't have any receivers at the moment. And their the defense, defense is also is, porous. The like, defense is terrible. Like, I feel like this team looks great on paper, but then you see it play and you're like, well, they can, I feel like they are very similar to Atlanta. Their team puts points on the boards, but their defense prevents them from winning anything right they allow points at an even higher rate i I don't know if if anyone can really challenge them in the division so i feel like they make the playoffs unless the colts get good yeah and get good fast so (laughs) i'm gonna say that most likely they're a contender but like the Bengals, they're like a wild card contender yeah, they don't have the team at the moment to take them deep into the playoffs, I don't think. so. But I'll say contender and the fact that they will make the playoffs. Dolphins are 1-3, and three, one of the more disappointing teams. Of course, they haven't had Tua Tagovailoa the last, the last few weeks, but he should be back soon. But even this defense doesn't look they're – not, they're not playing the way they were this last year. For right now, they're a pretender, but I wouldn't be surprised if they begin to right the ship midway through the season. And I think they'll end with a winning record, but I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. For now, they're going to be a pretender just because they, they've got some pieces to get together. Agree. Patriots also one and three in that division. I think they're pretenders. Mac Jones looks okay. Uh, they've had some sparks from, you know, Damian Harris in the running game, but they still, and the defense looks average. They just, they, they just still need don't more have, pieces to build. Right. I think Mac Jones is a good starting point. He's the starting block. Mm-hmm. But he, they need to build a better core around him, and I do think they need to shore up pieces of the offensive line. Yeah, and they still don't have any real playmakers on that offense, despite all the money they spent in free agency. So, and they they need a true number one dominant receiver, and a little more help on the offensive line. And but but yeah, for now they're pretenders. Jets are one and three; they're pretenders. Steelers. 
I mean, no one expected the Jets to compete this year, and, and they're living up to that. <laughs> wow, you're pretty just quick on that one, aren't you? Steelers, I'm going to be just as quick on. Steelers are one and three. They're toast. Steelers are done. Roethlisberger is over. We're going to see Big Ben retire at the end of this year. Maybe in the middle of this year. Just kidding. I, I, I doubt it, unless he gets hurt. But as a team, the Steelers are – I don't think they're going anywhere this season. Texans one and three, pretenders. Colts one and three. I don't believe in Wentz. I don't know how to feel about them because I feel like they have the roster where they should be able to to contend, but they're not right now. So I have to say pretenders. Yeah, I think you might be right about Wentz. <laughs> yeah, you're you're welcome. I called it two years ago, but that's fine. We we want to believe. I say we, it's just me. And, yeah, maybe, you can. and maybe Sorio as an Eagles fan. All right, I don't know. Nope, I can't. Jaguars, actually, the yeah, Eagles fans probably hate him more than anyone. <laughs> uh, Jaguars 0-4, obviously, not doing anything this season. Rip. Let's flip over to the NFC, where you have the Cardinals. The as the Yes, there you go. The final undefeated team sitting up top at 4-0, and and I have to say they're contenders based on what we've seen this year. They've had some very impressive defensive displays in addition to the offense that we is living up to expectations with Kyler Murray. So they are told you you were a year early. Yeah. You you called it. You called it right because they look amazing. They held the Rams to 20 points. Remember they held the Titans to 13 in week one. It's been uh, a surprise, a pleasant surprise, surprise to be sure, but a welcome one. Oh, I got that reference. Uh, Cowboys are three and one and I, they are definitely contending. With the the offense looks just as good as last year, and they've got a defense maybe to to match. So I got to say they're contenders, and they're going to win their division. I think so. I also think the Packers, sitting at three and one, our next team on the list here. I think they're contenders still as well. They've. I, I feel back. like I hate to, I hate to be that guy, but I feel like it's expected in Green Bay. It Our is. standards are so high that if we don't win the NFC North every year, it's a it's an utter disappointment. Well, that's why that Week One was such a shock uh, when they lost to the Saints, thirty-eight to three. But they've come and back. Then the Saints just shit the bed. I'm very frustrated with the Saints, mainly because I picked up their defense to use in fantasy against you last week, and they let Daniel Jones throw for four hundred yards. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Good work. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the Packers have to be contenders. Buccaneers three and one, obviously contenders still. Nah, they're just they're pretending. That's all a lie. <laughs> How about the Panthers? They're three and one. I'm trying I to think remember. Legit. I think that defense is what's going to carry this team. Darnold's having a resurgence. Yep. he's the most improved player in the NFL, in my opinion, um, from his time with the Jets. But that's because he lifted the air of Adam Adam's the curse. Yep. <laughs> um, but I think that defense is the strength of the team by far. Well, yeah, and once they get McCaffrey back from injury, I think they – and that division is, is really kind of – I don't want to say it's up for grabs because he's still got Tampa there, but I would have put them before the season behind the Saints. doesn't look like that's the case. They already beat the Saints once head-to-head, so uh, there's a path to the playoffs for them. I'm going to say contenders. <laughs> Rams are three and one coming off their first defeat. Uh, they're still contenders in my eyes. Oh, Stafford was the upgrade this team needed. Yep. 
Okay, how about the Washington football team at two and two? I want to believe so bad, but that defense has taken a massive step backwards. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand what's going on with that defense. Because if they even played like a shell of their former selves, the offense looks so good, surprisingly good to me under Henneke, uh, that they could be a really dangerous team if they get that defense figured out. They're another team that the offense is is manageable, but the defense is just giving it up, and I don't understand what happened. Right, given how good they were last year. So I got to say pretenders for now. I want to believe that they're a contender. I want to believe they'll get this figured out. Heineke looks way better than I anticipated. I'm going to go with a contender. All right, Bears are two and two. Uh, oh, this is another rough one because Fields look. I think the I think the Bears were outmatched by the Browns. Their offensive oh, line yeah. just was no match for the front five of mm-hmm. of Cleveland, and then Fields looked much better, much more composed in this Against last game. Detroit, yeah, which is easy to do. To be fair, true, but I mean, let's put it this way: everyone criticized Nagy's game plan and against the Browns. So, what do you do? You play a terrible team, and if you don't win, then absolutely, I'm putting it on the game planning. But you also build the kids' confidence. Yeah, and the and Lions that... maybe even more scrappy than the Raiders, even though their record is zero and four. Yeah, this is true. I'd be way more optimistic if I was a Lions fan than a Jaguars fan, for example, which is weird to say given they had the number one pick and Trevor Lawrence and everything, but things are things are dark in Jacksonville right now. <laughs> um, but I, I don't think – I think it's the right move for the team for the long term to roll with fields. But I, I think the Bears think are it, about two years away from being being a division contender. Yeah, I don't see them in the playoffs this year, so I'm calling them a pretender. The Saints are two and two, <sighs> but I don't know. It's it's a, it's a Jekyll and Hyde thing. They're good. They're when they're good, they're amazing. When they're bad, they're terrible. I think we might look back at that week one as the season goes on, where they, you know, dominated Green Bay and just that might be like the most WTF thing of the season if yes. they're if they continue on this trajectory where they're mostly bad. Uh, I think they're pretenders. I'm going to stick with my gut from the very beginning because we gave him up in Dynasty, and I don't think Jameis Winston's the solution. Well, you're starting to see more and more of Taysom Hill creep in, it seems like. I don't know. He had that beast of a run. He had, yeah, yeah, I know. He also had an interception. Don't forget. Okay. He threw a pick but got a touchdown. That's a cancellation. That's yeah, well, the Winston formula. That's true. Yeah, it's weird. They, Winston clearly doesn't have the full trust of Sean Payton, which is totally fair. I guess they will They will get Michael Thomas back from injury in a few weeks, probably. It's, I don't know. They've still got Kamara on offense. The defense is what is surprising to me in a, in a bad way. <laughs> I'm going to say they're pretenders mostly out of spite. Seahawks are two and two, but I think you got to say they're still contenders as long as they got uh, Russell Wilson, which they do. I think so. 49ers, two and two. I hate to say it since they're my playoff sleeper team, but their their defense seems to have taken a step back. Uh, All their running backs are hurt already. So is Garoppolo. Jimmy G's hurt again. Is this another? Is this Wentz 2.0? I don't know if it's going to be a good or bad thing for this season in particular. 
if Trey Lance, you know, has to start an extended period of time, as excited as I am to watch him and for my fantasy team, I'm going to actually reserve judgment on them. I'm not going to answer right now. Is that allowed? Wow, we can do that? I don't know. Is that allowed? <laughs> if I have to answer right now, I have to say pretenders. I need them to prove it to me first. Yeah, because otherwise they just say, I don't know about any of these teams. But what is, So what do you think about 49ers? No, not this year. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of where I'm, I'm at at this point. All right, Eagles are one I mean, and three. They may finish. Oh, they may finish eight and eight, but that's as best as they're going to do. But it won't be enough to make a spot. Well, they won't finish eight and eight because there's an extra game this year. Oh, that's right. Oh, those <laughs> jackasses. Nine and eight. <laughs> no, eight and nine. <laughs> All right, Eagles are one and three. I think they are as as good as Jalen Hurts looks. Sometimes I think they're a bad team. So, con- uh, pretenders. Pretending. Same with the Giants. Are one and three. Not interested. I mean, Danny Dimes just put four hundred yards up. Sure, this is true. I mean, Saquon's starting to come back into the mix. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. Not to spend too much time here, but if you just look at their roster, yeah, it's like it's pretty star-studded. You know, they got Galladay they brought in in the offseason. They already had a pretty good receiving core with Slayton and Shepard. They also drafted Kadarius Tony. I'm going to be bold here. I think if they shore up their defense a little bit more, they're they're a contender. Okay. I could agree with that maybe, but I'm still saying pretenders for now. How about the Vikings? I'm they're kind of a surprise one and three. Uh, like you said, the offense has been clicking, but uh, not so much on the defensive side. Of the I like ball. how they hated on Kirk Cousins so much, and Kirk Cousins is like, it's like he's the one rated thing. as the hottest started quarterback <laughs> in the NFL. Yeah, <laughs> and yet this team's one and three. They I mean, got to figure out their defense. They started they last year. Good. Until they figure out their defense, I can't take them serious. Yeah, they started last year slow, and we kind of wrote them off early. And then they made that midseason push where they won like five in a row or something and were on the verge of the playoffs. Uh, but, yeah, the way they're playing right now, it's not uh, sustainable. It's not going to And I want it on too. record. It's the defense I have issues with. Sure, although last week they got held to just seven points by Cleveland. Again, Cleveland's defense, I think, is hugely underrated. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, yeah, I got to say pretender for now, but I think there's potential. I think there. we're going to see it flip again. I, I think I feel similarly about the Vikings as you were just saying about the Giants. Like, if they can get a little bit figured out on the defense, which takes time when you have a bunch of new players, as the Vikings do, they could improve. But for now, not looking great. Falcons, I don't think there's even hope for that defense. I'm, I'm... Oh, oh, yeah, never mind. <laughs> they're they're pretenders. Defense, sorry. No. No, they're not. They're just terrible on one side of the football. <laughs> and sadly, the 0-4 Lions are pretenders for this year, too, but I, I, will, I am impressed. They will the, win one game. For sure. They're not going 0-17. They're not going to be the first 0-17 team. No. All right, so that was contender or pretender. We will be back in four more weeks with our next installment of that as we hit around the midseason point. Uh, For right now, though, we're going to take a short break and come back with our week five preview. And we're back. Week five of the NFL is kicking off. 
well, it's going to be tonight when you guys are finally actually listening to this. And let's go through our the games ranked as always by Mike's Watchability Index, which has been abbreviated this week in the notes that. to MWI. <laughs> Rolls right off the tongue. And uh, okay, so my top game to watch this week is the Sunday night game, the Bills at the Chiefs. I disagree, but okay. How can you disagree? These are two of the top teams in the AFC. Mm -hmm. Did they they play in the championship game last year? I forget. They did, and it actually wasn't close. (laughs) But the Bills look like one of the most exciting teams in the league right now. The Chiefs uh, still have Mahomes. They just halted Mm -hmm. a two-game losing streak. And these are two of the heavyweights in the AFC again. And it's in prime time. I think this is the most must-watch game. However, I'm taking the Bills on the road to shock the world. Oh, crap. Uh, Let me pull it up. Uh, mm, uh, I disagree on your number one watch game, though. I think that's fine. Make sure you let me know when we get there. (laughs) What is your top game? Oh, we're almost there. It's not that far away. I just realized MWI could also stand for Matt's Watchability Index. Oh my God! You're the most clever son of a bitch I've ever met. What if I change it to talking about right What now? if I change it to two M W I? Don't don't get too clever. All right, Bills at Chiefs. Who you got? I got the Chiefs. Okay, I think the Bills have looked impressive enough on defense that I'm willing to take the shot on them. All right. So is is this your top game? Rams at Seahawks? No. Oh, okay. So this is the Thursday night game, a, a rare, uh, a rare meeting of good teams on Thursday night. The Rams are three and one, coming off their first loss. Uh, Seahawks just beat uh, the 49ers last week. So uh-huh. biggest question mark injury wise is Chris Carson for the Seahawks. They're, they're running no, back. Not our running back. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's got a neck injury and he hasn't practiced yet this week. So we will see if he's in the game. Um. I, got I gotta Rams. take I gotta take the Rams. Yeah, the Seahawks defense is a concern, and the Rams are gonna be angry coming off the loss. Yeah, got the Rams. All right, next up here is this your top one? Browns at Chargers. It is. Yeah, this this is fascinating. Both teams three and one. Both teams look Only good on both sides. Because I think this is a great test this year for the Chargers on both sides of the ball and Justin yeah. Herbert and have the Chargers finally shake in fourth quarter woes. Well, because we talked about how the Raiders game plan made some sense in terms of trying to run the ball because that had been the Chargers' weakness. Well, now they get, I was going to say the best rushing team in the league, but uh, outside of Derrick Henry, the, be- <laughs> the best rushing team <laughs> in the league. I wonder who owns that guy. Yeah, someone someone lucky and or talented at drafting. <laughs> hey, every everyone has one year that they do pretty good. Uh, but yeah, both of these teams look pretty good. It's a it's a good test for I both of them. It's a good them, test for both of them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So totally. This one ranks as my top game. I can definitely see why, and I actually don't even remember who I picked to win. Who do you think takes this one? I've got the Browns. I think that defensive line is going to be a little more of a match for Justin Herbert mm-hmm. that he's going to be able to handle. That's not to say it won't be close. Oh, yeah. I, I do think it'll be close. I think it'll be a seven-point difference. In favor of Cleveland? Correct. 
I have the Chargers winning this one. But why am I not a, surprised? <laughs> it's a coin flip. And yeah, I, I think you're right. This is this is a really interesting game. All right, Packers at Bengals. Also, the matchup of three and one teams. Maybe I have this a little too high, but I'm excited about Joe Burrow and what the Bengals have showed on offense. It's going to be a good challenge for the Packers secondary, especially if T. Higgins is back. He's been out the last couple of weeks, but even without him, we've got Jamar Chase and uh, Tyler Boyd to deal with. But we got a signing. Yeah, so uh, pass oh rusher so Zadarius Smith had gone to IR with an injury a couple of weeks ago. And this was another kind of out-of-nowhere cut uh, this week. The Cowboys released uh, linebacker Jalen Smith, who's been with the team for a while. I think he's a former pro bowler. And my understanding is several teams are interested in his services, but he is has an agreement with Green Bay. So they're going to bring him in and uh, he helped shore up the pass rush. I don't know if he'll be active for this game, but it long term, definitely. We're have him. It's yeah, fine. I'm excited about it. But yeah, Rodgers against Burrow. Yeah, I'm taking Green Bay as well. But I think if the Bengals are legit, it could be close. I think Joe Mixon's going to run through. Well, we'll see. He's in defense because we. He's banged up. He got an ankle injury, I think, at the end of the last week's game. So yeah, we'll see if he's there. If so, uh, even even on crutches, you could run through the Green Bay (laughs) defense. They just run a soft cover two zone, and it's fine. Forty Niners at Cardinals is my next one here. Battle between NFC West uh, rivals. Oh. Okay, this okay. this game, I think it's 10 times more interesting if Trey Lance gets the start. Okay. Just in terms right. of, like, what are we going to see from the rookie, the third overall pick that they traded everything to come to go get? I would put the Saints and the Washington football team higher than this game. Well, the Saints are on my shit list, so they're not getting close to the top of the watchability index. That's fantastic, <laughs> but the Cardinals are going to wipe the floor with the 49ers. It's fine. I think I agree. I mean, I definitely have them winning. Agreed, taking the Cardinals. Broncos at Steelers. Maybe this one I might have too high as well. Uh, On the Broncos side, it's all about Teddy Bridgewater. In in some cases, it looks good on paper, but it's like the the way the Steelers have been playing, it's not as exciting as it could be. Right, and and if – yeah. And we'll see if they have Bridgewater or if it's going to be Drew Locke getting the start. Uh, Apparently, Big Ben has a hip injury. I don't know if that's just Mike Tomlin taking a shot and calling him old, but he claims that he's uh, – he said he's still the guy, assuming he's healthy. He said he still gives the team the best chance to win. Um, I don't know if I agree with that, but they don't really – I mean, I'm not saying they should start Dwayne Haskins. I would never advocate for that. <laughs> yes, you would. Uh, no, only in fantasy and only in a desperate, desperate times. <laughs> I'm actually taking the Steelers to get a win here. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm concerned about the legitimacy of the Broncos, especially if Bridgewater isn't able to play. I have the Broncos winning, and 51% agree with me, while 49 agree with you. That's actually closer than I would have thought, given the records and everything, but it could be interesting. Eagles at Panthers. I don't think there's much doubt in the outcome of this one. I'm taking the Panthers. However, I think it could be a fun game to watch just in terms of Jalen hurts and how well he's been playing against uh, this whole Panthers team really and how how well they've been playing. Yeah, don't give him too much credit. It's the Panthers. 
I mean, yeah, Hertz does most of his work in garbage time once they've already lost the game. So, <laughs> and they've lost three straight. The Eagles have since that uh, surprising Week One win over Atlanta. Bears at Raiders. Uh, I wrote this originally before the news was broke that it was going to be uh, Fields getting the start. Vegas are coming off the heels of their first loss. They're at home. The Raiders are. They're sitting at three and one. Visiting Bears are two and two. How do you feel about your Raiders in this one? They got it. Yeah, I've got the Raiders. Oh wow, a ninety-one percent picked the Raiders. I'm I'm surprised there aren't any people taking the shot on Chicago. But I agree with the consensus. Giants, All right, and Cowboys. Cowboys are taking that one. I'm sorry, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Yeah, not yet. These divisional games always are closer than you would expect, though. Or often, I should say. Closer yeah, than but you would I don't expect. think Daniel Jones is going to be able to put up 400 yards against the Cowboys defense. I do not think he will do that either. Colts at Ravens, the Monday night game. I think this uh, is a little bit more interesting than it looks. I would put this one, I would swap this one with the Eagles Panthers. Okay, noted. That's fair. I don't really know uh, what to expect here. The Colts, they finally got a win last week. They're just a game out of first place given the the Titans loss. They should, they, I don't know. I feel like they should have a good defense, but it hasn't necessarily performed up to that level. And uh, they're visiting the Ravens who have won three in a row, right? After that surprising opening loss to the Raiders. Uh Uh-huh. I'm taking the Ravens, but it, this could be this could be a close game, defensive struggle. I'm thinking. I have the Ravens as well. All right, Saints at Washington. Um, like oh we've boy. talked about, the Saints have been like a yo-yo up and down on both sides of the ball. There's been nothing consistent about this team, and Washington has been consistent in that the defense has been bad, but the offense has been good, and Henneke's playing really well. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's still got Jameis Winston over there on the Saints. I'm taking Washington. I think this is a, maybe a bounce-back game for their defense, get some stuff figured out. I have Washington as well, and 42% agree with us. Also, we're in the minority here. Uh, okay, Titans uh. <laughs> at Jaguars. Um, it's the Titans. I, I don't even care if they don't have any receivers again. They, I think the Titans are going to win. <laughs> uh, yeah. Vikings. A couple more. Lions at Vikings. Um, taking the Vikings. No analysis. <laughs> uh, Vikings. Okay. Jets at Falcons. And this is the first London game of the season. So excited that these are back. Get up nice and early. I mean, not that I'm not already. T-E-T-S. Early time to get up. Not that I'm not already awake with the kids, but at least we can put on a football game. Yeah, and I get to see you this Sunday. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's back on. <laughs> yeah, I was allowed. Yep. You're welcome. Uh, so, and as usual, just like the Thursday night games, we only send the best of the NFL teams to go promote the league over across the pond. Nailed it. Jets and Falcons. I'm taking the Falcons. Oh, Falcons are not losing to the fucking Jets. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds that should be um that should be the pep talk guys we're if not they, doing if, <laughs> if they do i'm no longer following them as a potential playoff sleeper it's the okay. raiders only 
That's fair. I mean, if they fall to one and four with the loss to the Jets, that would pretty much be a death knell for any, any hope. Speaking of no hope, the Dolphins are playing the Buccaneers. It's Tampa Bay all the way against uh, the, the Jacoby Brissett. Um, I was going to say experiment, but it's really not an experiment. They know what he is. They're just waiting for Tua to come back. Yep. <laughs> it's Tampa Bay. That brisket be done, yo. It's uh, way overcooked but at this point. Not enjoyable. <laughs> and the last game here, as always, the Texans occupy the least watchable game of the week. The Patriots are visiting Houston. I'm taking the Patriots, and they're my eliminator pick. Uh, the Falcons were actually my eliminator pick. Okay. Nice. And we haven't been updating with results, but we're both perfect on eliminator so far. It's a nice work. And I think, and I think it. I've And I think I've edged out in overall picks. Really? Oh, shoot. I need to get on my game. I haven't even been checking. All right. The moment we've all been waiting for. Let's get in the fantasy corner. Yes. Now, let's take a trip down to the fantasy corner. You are a total jerk, by the way. Why? <laughs> oh, for FanDuel? Yeah. Whatever. I I I it's hedged. I guaranteed the most myself brilliant losing. strategy ever. <laughs> See, I I thought I had an inkling that you were going to beat me in our season long where we had the most important bet. So, I just used as many of your players as I could in FanDuel and look at that. It worked out. I won in FanDuel. Not that this that really be a means weekly anything thing now. Uh, no. No, not weekly. I'm, in general, I like to. I do like the strategy of using whoever my current opponent is, using some of their players, so that just in case they beat me badly with those guys, at least it helps me a little bit too. <laughs> <laughs> but it was extra important to try to get something done this week, given I was playing you. I have to sing karaoke, but at least we're even in Fanduel, two to two. So just to recap, I told you really, my luck wasn't going to last. Just to recap it really quick, final score in our redraft ESPN league was 151 to 134. Oh yeah. And and this is why I'm so angry at the saints. Really shout out to the saints defense for zero fantasy points against Daniel Jones, Mr. Fumbleitis himself. And also for losing their real life team, the game. Great work guys. Oh yeah. And I also want to give an honorable mention to Derek Carr for his pathetic Monday night football performance. At the end of the day, though, there's nobody I can blame but myself because I would have won if I had only started Cordero Patterson and his Who the hell stupid known? touchdowns. <laughs> I wouldn't have predicted that. He got his. He had 32 fantasy points in our league, three touchdowns, and he got his revenge on me, actually, for all my years of talking shit about him. <laughs> Here's the best part, though. Now I'm going to start him because he had, was been so good, and now he's just going to fade right back into irrelevance. The irre- irrelevant like player football works. that he's been his entire career. <laughs> a kicker turner? Yeah, apparently tied for the NFL uh, record of career kick return touchdowns. But I won't delay the inevitable any longer. It's karaoke time. Yes! <laughs> I have way less shame than you. And I, I know, I know, I'm like hiding. I wish this room I was in was more soundproof. I don't want anyone to hear me. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone's about to hear you, aren't they? 
Well, everyone's asleep. At least I hope by this point. <laughs> no. She's going to hear but, her husband sing Barbie Girl. Let me just pull up the uh, karaoke version of the song really quick. I'll, I'll layer it in to, on the audio track as well. Oh, because that's right. Our editor's good at his job. Unlike fantasy. Oh, if I was as good at fantasy as I am at editing this stupid podcast, let's just say someone else would be singing today. I was kind of waiting for it. <laughs> Again, there's two different people here. Oh, my God. Are you ready for this, Matt? Oh, my God. That's the greatest moment of my life. I want to dedicate this to Sam Darnold, the one guy who has actually come through for me in fantasy every week, even though it wasn't enough in the end. I love to, I'd like to dedicate this to my entire team. You know what, Matt? F*** you and your team. <laughs> <laughs> the only one who's put up more points total than me is sore you. Ready? Go for it. Hit it. Hiya, Barbie. Hi, Ken. You want to go for a ride? Sure, kid. Jump in. I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. Life in plastic. It's fantastic. You can brush my hair. Undress me everywhere. Matt. Imagination. Life is just the Asian. Come on, Barbie. Let's go party. I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. Life in plastic. I just like to point it's out. It's fantastic. You can brush my hair. Undress me everywhere. Imagination. Life is your creation. That was amazing. That was amazing. (laughs) I've never been more proud of somebody in my life. And actually, that was pretty good. Thank you. I practiced a whole 30 minutes. Your kids probably loved it. Actually, I did it when they were gone because I have too much shame to even let them hear me. (laughs) Oh, They would have danced to that. Are you kidding? A great song. All right. That's it. I'm done. I'm done with fantasy. I'm quitting the show. That's all we got. <laughs> oh, God. I got to do this myself. Oh, man. Uh, there were some football games this week. Some people won, some people lost. That's how life works. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll see everybody next week. Beautiful. All right, Matt. I hope you enjoyed that. I. I'm glad this is going up on the internet forever. <laughs> but don't worry, that won't be our only karaoke bet of the season. We're going to do that. Uh, no, I definitely like these. It's fun. And actually, it is, it's more fun and uh, less work than the Jello. So, And I think the end product is probably more entertaining, too. <laughs> so that's all we got for the show. We'll see you guys next time for the Week 5 Recap, Week 6 Preview. Same time. Well, we'll see about the timing. This is getting harder and harder, it seems, to schedule. But we'll be here at some point to talk about it. There will be football at some point. There will be. And there will also be a 2M football podcast at some point. So Gasp. Enjoy the games, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the 2M football podcast with Matt and Mike. Don't forget to follow us on our social media, both Twitter and Instagram. Look for our photo at 2M Football Show. If you like what you heard, please tell your friends, family, and others who may be interested in listening to all of our shenanigans. And remember, we will see you next week on the Gridiron.